Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to The Roundtable, episode number 46. So we uh, glad that you guys joined us, whether you're listening online or whether you're watching um, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we've always told people, if you have been listening, you should just try one time. Yeah. Right. Going to our YouTube and watching because there's been several people that have told me that they did. They're like, okay, I've been listening and I keep hearing him say that, but I need to watch. Did so they, did they're they? watchers now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. once you watch, there's a dynamic yeah. that you just can't never going back. Right. Never well, going because back. again, the one effect you're going to get is like, I was on vacation last week. So now you can see my tan. Right. He's so he wanted to take a shirt off. Well, I always want to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's he's a, so tan. I said, that's just like never a question. Like, yeah. Nick said, I was posting, they posted a picture on Facebook, you know, we're on. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Well, I guess I was tagged. So I didn't know any of this, but Uh not that I care. Right. I'm not ever on it anyway. Yeah. Sarah, you know, with her and her family Mm -hmm. and then also her sister-in-law and they were taking pictures and posting and tagging me. Right. That's what you do. I assume that means it goes onto my Facebook. It does. And so Nick said, well, I saw a picture of you, (laughs) everybody sitting around the table with shirts on. Oh my gosh. And then there's you. You know, Just at the table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I amazing. Mean, sitting there, shirt off, eating. I was probably eating. And you're so probably, like, you stand out because of how tan you are. Well, I don't know if I stood out or not. Maybe oh, I guarantee you did. stood out because he had no shirt off. That's true. <laughs> that is true, yes. Like everybody else at the table, right? <laughs> there are, yeah. like, some nice restaurants. Yeah, which was, no. Like, this <laughs> was at the house. This I wish it was, This was at the though. restaurant. You know, but Sarah asked me that going down there because I always told her, I'm like, one of the things you're going to have to get used to is I can never have a shirt on. Why is that bad? Like though? even in the winter. Like in the winter. In if the you winter? Out, yeah, I never have a shirt on. In my oh house. wow. So anyway, she's like, yeah, but when you sit around a table, like, are you gonna have your shirt on? I'm like, she found out. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, but you gotta watch. There's just fun. There's a fun dynamic. Yeah. To be able to watch. And again, the round table giving us an opportunity, kind of evolved. We usually have guests. We, do. we don't have a guest this week, nope. so. You just get me and Jen. Sorry. Back to normal. Back to normal. Like way back. I know. Throw I walked back in, to the beginning. It was weird when I walked in. I know that it's just going to be you. It and is me. weird. Yeah, maybe it won't last an hour and 40 maybe minutes. Maybe not. This time. Probably. I mean, we don't know because the countdown clock isn't well, working. No, it did with you and Lance. <laughs> you and Lance was like the longest one, I'm pretty sure. Was it really? I'm pretty sure. What do you say, you and Lance? You oh, and you Lance. mean you weren't here? I wasn't here. Yeah, why here. weren't you here? I wasn't here, was I? Yeah, why? Why? Uh, you said it, and I was right, <laughs> how I texted you. But listen, what's funny about my text that I sent you was... That it was dramatic? Yeah, it was dramatic. But I, that's me, you know? I said that. I didn't I said know the greatest to... thing about Jenny is, well, is that when she sends a text, it's not going to be like, I'm not feeling good. I'm no. going to make the podcast. I needed to let you know, like, this was serious. Yeah, you know? I got hit by a bus, and yes, I self-diagnosed I myself. Did. But yeah. guess who was right? Yeah. And me. guess who used their toothbrush again? Me. And is now <laughs> sick again. Which yeah. is this a real thing or is this one of your lies? Again? No, it really is. Huh? So, okay, listen, it was like. Or I won't say lie, half truth. Okay, no, it's it's full truth. Okay. So I came home and like it was like a couple days after coming back to work. And I was like. You finally decided I, to brush your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, man, I don't feel good. And my dad's like, again? And he's like, well, did you change your toothbrush? And I was like. Oh my gosh! Because I haven't had strep in like since I was a little. But it's kid. a real thing. It's like, a, this real is a real thing. It's a medical thing. It's a bacterial infection as opposed to a viral. Okay. So a viral, you can't catch anything like a cold, yeah, flu. Right. But a strep is like, 
I can catch it from since it had been so long. Like it could only stay on your toothbrush for so long. I Googled this. Okay. And yeah. then it, yeah. Well, you Googled Florida being the number one tornado. <laughs> but catch you. This so we'll like, just say, yeah. No. Yeah. This was on a good website. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I sure. like a medical site. But anyway, so you missed. And last week, yeah. we had, or the week before, because we missed last week. Right. Somehow, I don't know if I didn't communicate this. I feel like I communicated to Jenny, but. No. Yeah. He I, said as he did, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Either way. I have a good memory. So we we're going to have a guest. <laughs> Last week, you have a good memory. I do. No, you don't. That's my half truth. <laughs> That's more joking, though. Yeah, the, I don't the, lie. I joke. Got the it. Florida but, thing's real. But though. here was the thing. This is what I heard this morning. So we get get back. We're doing our creative meeting this morning. We're getting ready for Good Friday. Which mm -hmm. again, if you're a listener or you're somebody that's watching, this will be out before Good Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you need to come to our Good Friday yes. service. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. Also, Journey to the Cross. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's in Conference on. Room D. And everybody that thought I was an idiot because I don't know where Conference Room D is, I you know didn't. now. No, didn't you hear me say this in the no. church service? Ernie, like, it's so funny. I'm saying it and I see somebody over there going, <laughs> and what I'm doing is, if you're listening, raising my hand. Oh, so Ernie's my like gosh. raising his hand in you service. Know? Yeah. And I'm like, am I just supposed to stop? You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, Ernie, what do you got? Where's conference room D? <laughs> oh, and I'm my like, gosh. I have no idea. <laughs> what service was this? At the second service. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea. That I think hilarious. it goes A, B, C, D, I think. Nobody I asked to, you huh? in the first service? No. And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and Jennifer's over there going, rolling her eyes, <laughs> shaking hilarious. her head. I'm like, it's confusing. Yeah, so she's like, under the stairs. Under the stairs, and everybody's like, Oh, I said, it's Listen, so cool, too. You have to ask the important people of the church. You don't ask me those kind no. of questions, I don't no. know any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't ask them directions anyway. So, we were talking about <laughs> it's too much, it's not those under your job, directions, no. but it's okay, it's not under your job duties. Yeah, right, not to know that's yeah. too much, seriously. but anyway. So, we were talking about we were getting ready, yes, again. Nick, Corinne, the team, they've done a great job putting together uh, an awesome opportunity, whether you come to Journey to the Cross, which we're recommending. Yeah, You want to know cool. a cool story? What, for Journey so our, to the Cross? Well, it kind of goes with that. So okay. in our men's group last night. Mm -hmm. So here it is. We have, uh, there's probably 45, 50 guys there last night. That's insane. And then there's this little boy. He's probably... 12 years old, uh -huh. comes up to me before, and I'll tell you, like, this is the reason I still do ministry, mm -hmm. like, these reasons. Are. He comes up to me, he's like, Mike, he <laughs> says, this week, I saw a commercial, and on that commercial, it said I should worship Jesus more than Aww. I worship God. Can you help me? Because I'm confused. Wow. And so I talked to him about it. Well, anyway, afterwards, he came up, he says, Mike, I just want you to know how much this small group has changed my life. I love oh my being a gosh. part of it. And you know how you told us, because I said that they should read mm -hmm. like through the journey. Like yeah. part of your week should be like read through the journey mm -hmm. and prepare yourself to really get to Easter Sunday. He comes up right. and he says, can you show me what to read and what I should be looking that for? So Brought cute. his Bible over and I went through with it. I'm like, this is the reason to do ministry. Yeah. I'm telling you, when those little kids yeah. like that are just open. Everybody else is just overeating chili. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, yeah. I'm really going to do yeah. this. Like, I'm going to really do it. And that's what I'm saying. Nick and Corinne have done a great job putting together. They have. Journey of the Cross, an incredible opportunity. If you've never sat in a good, because the first time they said do Good Friday, mm -hmm. I went back to my Methodist days. And I'm not saying Methodist churches right. don't do great Good Friday services, but 
it's nothing compared to what life. What are Methodist church like? Um, like you just got like together. Formal. Yeah, and I mean, you just really is pretty much like a church service. I mean, yeah. the environment never changed. You're just like so. There's no understanding of well, what I it mean, really means. See, I'm a firm believer that you have to create an environment. It's not just speaking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, we're very sensory people. Yeah, right. Like that's how God made us. Yeah, and so that's what I love about what Nick and Crane have done. Is mm-hmm. it's a sensory deal. Like you're a part yeah. of something. It's not just words like mm-hmm. people getting up there and reading the story of like this is what was happening and Jesus died on the cross and we should all like sit in that moment for a second because he really was dead yeah you know like it's the sensory piece that goes with it and I'm just telling you if you've never been to one here mm-hmm. it's just, I'm excited I mean when you agree Nick it's hard to explain like it's oh, hard yeah. it's really hard to explain until you, you come. can't really explain it right until you come to a good Friday service and obviously once you've done this through the week like journey through it and you get to Easter Sunday Easter, yeah. Easter Sunday celebration is incredible. Yeah, because it means more. Right. Well, because I, mean, I don't think we you know went on the journey. Right. Instead of just being like, oh, we got to get to church and then afterwards, right? Dress up. Hey, yeah, did you do that when you were a kid? Did what? you wear the little bonnets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh so Easter cool. was my Easter is still my favorite holiday. Are you gonna wear a bonnet? Heck no. Why? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even. <laughs> huh? Where would you even buy a bonnet? Anywhere. A little kid bonnet? No, I'm saying like the big hat thing. I know. Like I couldn't remember. I used to be decked out like Yeah, like dresses, everybody dressed everything. up. Yeah, you wore that was clothes my favorite. you would never normally wear. Your kids looked like they were going to the Kentucky Derby. Yep, yep. You know, your little girls were looking like they were in the Kentucky Derby yeah. with their big hats. We should bring that back. Out there. No. Yes, that was good times. Yeah, this is funny because people wear special clothes. Yeah. And then you got plans on Easter afterwards. Yeah. Like you're going to get together with family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always hunt. get together. Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt. Oh, yep. Man. My mom, which she better do it this year because I told her, but she doesn't because she says I'm an adult, but whatever. <laughs> this makes me mad. So she has always, it's been like this whole like tradition. She yeah. would get our Easter basket. And then when I would first wake up, there would be a, um, a note next to my bed. So it was a scavenger hunt. So I would go scavenger hunting all throughout my house no, wait, until wait, wait, I eventually wait. found so my Easter basket. So you did this basket. as a kid? Yes. And you want to do it today? Yes. It was my favorite thing. I, she she stopped doing it a couple of years ago, and I've been telling her to do it ever since, but she didn't even buy me an Easter basket last year. Oh, wow. Well, you are- I'm not even married yet, though. You are 20-something. I am way over that, <laughs> but that's very kind. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, that's what happens I when you get older. I love scavenger hunts. No, I know, but for an Easter basket? Yes. Okay. Easter baskets are my favorite. Yeah, I, the whole Easter thing drives me crazy. Oh, my gosh. But, the, again, like, I think it's because we have, we're so, like, the Easter baskets, Easter egg hunt, we don't truly know what Yeah, no, Easter you get means. caught up in getting ready for Easter. Nick, are you guys going somewhere for Easter? Nope. Just having something at your house? Yep. Yeah, like, I, this is yeah. the way. When Sherry was alive, there was a honey-do list. Oh. That had to be ready because, you know, you're coming out of winter. Yeah. And everything around Spring your place cleaning. looks like trash. Yeah. You know, so like, here's the list of everything to get ready for Easter Sunday. Right. You know, mow the yard and rake the beach Clean. and pull the weeds and get the mulch looking good. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you even enjoy Easter? Because I don't even care about stupid Easter <laughs> baskets, bunnies, or any of that crap. Oh, I do. Huh? I do. Oh, yeah. It's anyway. part of the feeling of okay. it. So we got off on a little bit. Of we did. Well, not really, because then we were going to talk about Jesus. No, about not that. yet. Not Jesus. Yet. Okay. Well, I thought it was good. We're going to turn back to, to the, ne- the thing next closest to Jesus. Yes. Luke. Luke. Yeah, Luke Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Luke Bates? Or, yeah. Okay, Luke yeah, Bates. No, I mean, that's how we got yes, into this. We I did. mean, with the thing next closest to Jesus yep. is Luke. And if yeah. you haven't, believe Great. me, come to Champs sometime and look at him. Right? Yeah, and he would have been here. He's a sculpture. Dude, he <laughs> has gotten 
huge. That's what I'm saying. You think so? Yes. He was doing, he was doing pull-ups yesterday. This he was? Pull up, yeah, pull-up workout. And I'm just I like, was busy working. No, so if he's not Jesus, him. he is a Greek god. Oh, uh, okay. That's what we'll, we'll give him a Greek god name. Okay. You know, because... Yeah, if he can't be Jesus, we'll give him a Greek God name. Okay. Because that's kind of how he is. But he was the guy supposed to be on the podcast. Yes, he was. So what brought this up is we're in the creative meeting, and we were talking about me not showing up. Yep. And Luke took Where was he? (laughs) And Luke took a whole day off. took a whole day off work. Did that make you sad? That makes me sad. I felt bad texting or messaging him. No, I feel bad for him because of you. I know. I feel bad for him. Yeah, you should. Because because you're the one who should have known I was going to be No, you never told me. Yeah. I promise. It's okay. Either way. Right. We're here. In the creative meeting, Corinne's in the creative meeting saying, hey, we. Sticking up for her man. We had some issues with your previous podcast and your response to one of the questions. Yep. So I think we need to go back. Clarify because you know she's not the only one, huh? They're not the only ones, they're not. I guarantee not. Well, who else? I don't know. I'm just saying, (laughs) if there's two, there's more. (laughs) That's that's the thing you should stick with, yeah. But do you know what's good is controversy is not bad, right? Right? So it's not bad that they didn't like it because it it drives conversation, right? So I've always said it's good to drive conversation, and there's a reality that it's hard to get a whole answer out, you know what I mean? Like to go yeah. into depths until you've heard a response. Mm-hmm. That's why talking back and forth is so much better than talking to. Right. Right. Cause and you then can it's talk. understanding too. Yeah. That's what you it means. So you can talk back and yeah. forth. So the, the problem was the question that came in was, or the problem, here's the problem, the problem. That on the round table, we have talked significantly and would not be, we, you. <laughs> okay. And yeah. guess. And guess. And guess. I guess I did support a shirt or I wore a shirt. So yeah. That's right. So the so the point being is we've talked about it. Yes. Which a then, lot. then would have been, okay, do you have to keep saying no, that? No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> just carry on. Like you just keep adding <laughs> I know. In. I like the So the point is we've talked it. about it, whatever you say, Jenny, a lot. Yep. And that has been, and this is what I would have not thought of. Like I, I thought about it behind the scenes, but I've kind of didn't think about it as much as like what we say or what we recommend Mm -hmm. on the podcast. People actually go out and look at, Yeah, you know, and so people did. They did. And one of the questions or the problems was, is, is that Beth Dutton in -hmm. there, you see her. And again, I don't even know how you describe full body. Like you see her boobs. Oh, oh, really? That's it. And there's one of them where she's walking to a water tank and you see her butt. Okay. Right. So I've, if that's considered full body, so I'd say that's the problem, right? So like she was naked, but you couldn't see it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the point just was, is that, is it a good idea, mm-hmm. essentially, based upon what we had said on previous podcasts, which right. was be careful what you watch, be careful your purchasing decisions, be yep. intentional about the things that you do. Is it okay to promote? Is that the right terminology? Yeah. Is it okay to promote Yellowstone mm-hmm. when it has, I think the word that was used, sexualizing women. Yeah. That's not what the word that yeah. I our text came in, but I think that was kind of the feedback. Is it okay to sexualize women? And so we said in the podcast, well, so is this idea of sexualizing women, this is what Lance brought up. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about sexualizing women, but what about the violence? Or honestly, then I even brought in, well, what about the language? Because all three of those aren't wholesome, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't know because you never watched it. But Nick would agree that (laughs) the language... Probably not the best. Mm-hmm. There's a decent amount of violence, and there is some nudity in it. So why would we just point you know, out so, one thing? So, so here's what we said. Like, so why is it that we would say 
take nudity out of it, but keep violence in. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think the the question became, um, are we saying that it's that it's okay, like mm-hmm. that that still okay to sexualize women? you know, you know, in that way. And so what we got to talking about, so this was the discussion we had. Why are you smiling like I'm that? I'm just smiling. Huh? Well, do you Can want to I just not de- smile? Do you want to just describe the discussion? The discussion that we had? Yeah. Like what, it, yeah. Like what was the response? What well, did we talk about? Your response. <laughs> I you mean, wanna, you had said that it, well, to me, what I heard from you was, I feel like we pick up on things that trigger us and we pinpoint those and make it a problem. Well, I just brought up a story. So again, Oh yeah. That story. The, so Lexi is a teacher in Warsaw, mm-hmm. right? And so um, her being a teacher in Warsaw, there isn't any, like, privacy things if you don't use people's names, right? Yeah, as long as you don't say names, they're probably grades. Yeah. Yeah. Or grades? Uh, I wouldn't. You okay. Mean, she, teaches, she teaches in the elementary. There is you go. Okay? Yep. Younger elementary. Yes. Right? And so anyway, so just like normal kids, they have this group called the J-Bros. I don't think that's normal. That what? sounds like a gang. <laughs> like a little kid gang. The more well, you I just mean, talk just like about a group, it. A group of people called the J-Bros, right? So like, but they're little kids. Yeah, I know. But so just for fun, they were the J-Bros. They okay. all had the first letter J. I mean, that's kind of cool. I would have been a part of that group. Yeah, you'd J. have been a J. Yeah. yeah. You might not have been, been a bro. I would have been the only girl. Yeah, you have been the J. 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 <laughs> Did you see what I mouthed, Nick? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> Nobody saw it. They can't read my lips on the Did you just camera. sneeze? <laughs> Why, didn't sneeze? Why did you feel spit coming out yeah, of your mouth? Yeah, I did. No, you did Yeah, you need tissue. Anyway, so. J-Bros. So these kids went to a different class, right? Part of the J-Bros went to a different class. Anyway. Recess, right? So. The J-Bro group that's still in the same class decided, because they were defectors, that they were going to take care of them at a recess. Uh, okay, I didn't understand that part when you were talking Yeah, so they Got defected you. because they went to another class. That's right? so they're ridiculous. Not, so they're not a part of oh my the J-Bro group anymore. And so anyway, so then they go out to recess. Lexi gets called out. There's this big melee going on out on the playground. <laughs> and it's the J-Bros exacting <laughs> revenge on the defectors, right? And yeah. this isn't just like... Yeah, I mean, they got him down. They, you know, kicked like him, stomped him. Yeah, I mean, it was not a pretty sight. Not a elementary school fight. No, you wouldn't assume that. Not, anyway, so no. then she gets this kid in, talks to this kid, and this kid's like, hey, you know, this is what happened. This is why I'm so mad, because these defectors, we want to kill them. You know, and you're thinking these young kids, they don't, right. I mean, who really knows what that is anyway? Yeah. Right? So she looked him, at, looked him in the eyes and said, hey... You know, that's not what you really mean. You don't really want to kill him. Right. And she, the kid looks at her and says, Mrs. Halstead, I want to look him in the eyes, snap his neck, and watch him <laughs> oh die in front gosh. of me. My point was, where did he learn that? Yeah. I mean, that's not, these aren't kids that they're learning this at home. Yeah. I mean, this is media. Yeah, that's right? scary. So why, again, my point just was, is, is that why shouldn't we... If you're going to censor it, like if you think media has impact, mm-hmm. right? So part of the question brought up is, is what about if somebody was sexualizing a woman and it leads into pornography because you saw a naked woman, right? right? Well, censor it then. Then don't watch it. It says in the beginning, nudity, mm-hmm. right? So if you're triggered by, if that's something that is a trigger for you, because I'll, I'll admit this, if me saying that I watched Yellowstone and loved it 
cause somebody to fall because they went and watched it and it caused them to sin or to lust or go into yeah. those places, then, then I'm wrong. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll completely admit that. Like I never thought about that. I wouldn't think anybody's going right. there, but what I'm trying to look at is the bigger picture. So if you know, you struggle with nudity, mm-hmm. right? And it says in the beginning of Yellowstone, there's yeah. nudity, language, and violence. Probably shouldn't watch it. Why don't you just, and you would know that you, you just shouldn't watch it and, or you shouldn't let your kid watch it. Right. Why don't we right. just censor it? Just mm-hmm. don't do it. Don't be a part of it. Because like for me, uh, it didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see it. I look at the big story, yeah. like the big picture of, and do they need to use that? Probably not, but they did. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean that much to me. So my point just was, honestly, if we're going to go down that road, yeah, you should probably stop watching any TV. And as an example, like you probably shouldn't have a Netflix account. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, everything's on there. Well, my point is, is that there are, there's content on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. that shows things that are inappropriate. And when you give Netflix your money every month, you're supporting that. Right. right? Because those people get money because they're on Netflix. If Just you don't like, like the it chocolate. and you have Paramount, is that what it is? Paramount Plus? Paramount yeah. Plus did, them, yeah. Yeah. Then then don't have Paramount either because mm-hmm. you're giving Paramount money because I'm sure it's not just Yellowstone. Oh, There's no. other things on Paramount Plus. It was brought up that uh, Disney mm-hmm. and Disney Plus is now going to have movies with promoting things that would not be in the what we would consider the conservative realm of for like kids yeah and so they're going to start doing like actually making movies or putting them on there making movies with uh certain sexualities that scripturally we wouldn't agree with you know and transgender and the stuff that goes with it they're going to start putting it on there so Honestly, you should just not have Disney Plus either. Yeah. My point just is that. Like, I don't actually care about TV because I don't watch it anyway. <laughs> and that was, so one of, that was one of the shows that I watched. Yeah. But other than that, I watch sports and I don't even. So if it meant me giving up all of TV, it wouldn't bother me a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I could care less. Same with social media. Right? right. We already know this. On the social dilemma, right, it tells you. And again, this is what Nick hates me for because it does have a place. Right, social media has a place. It does. But let's, it does. But let's admit this, right, Nick? Because Nick's I doing it. Nick and Jenny are doing it in the right way. Right. But here's what we know: the things that are put on social media will manipulate the way that you think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so this is what I was just saying with all of it. So we can take a stand and we can say, oh, we're just not going to have any of it. Or you can put stuff on there to counteract yes. the things that are, that they're trying to fight. Right. Or try to get you to do, right? Like, you can try to figure those things out. But to me, that's a personal decision that mm-hmm. you need to make. Or just like for me, I could not watch a paranormal movie. If there's a trailer that came on in a movie theater or something that came on in my house, I would run out of the house. <laughs> They're even scarier in the movies. I would just, I would not close my eyes. Yeah. Why? Because I know that affects me. Right. Like, those types of things affect me deeply. So I think that I make the decision and I'm not going to do it. So I hope we didn't come across saying sexualizing women is okay. Right. That's My not just point is, if you're going to go out there and draw those lines, then to me, you need to draw the lines all the way across. Yeah. You shouldn't watch things that are morally not right. You shouldn't watch things that have, you know, vulgar language. Yeah. We shouldn't support companies. Right, like we shouldn't support Netflix and we shouldn't support Hulu and we shouldn't support any of these companies right. that are supporting videos or things that you know are positioning movies that aren't good. Yeah, right? like one of the things that was brought up was the cuties thing. 
I heard you guys talking about that as, as I was walking away. I don't even know what the Netflix. cuties thing is. Yeah, I didn't either. She was telling me about, like, there's something on Netflix that does something that's not good. Something about this cuties thing. Well, oh. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? I have no idea. Yeah, but the point is. just is this is that, yeah, so if that, it, Netflix is the one who determines whether that happens. Right. 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 So Netflix is the one who says that's okay. Yeah. So if they're saying it okay, should you have Netflix? That's so hard though, because you can pick and choose. Like if you're smart about it, right? But, but I get the money thing. But that would be my point. But though. they're putting good stuff on there too. That's what I'm saying. I think you should be able to filter it. That's all I was trying right. to say. All yeah, I was definitely be to able to filter it. You you should be able to look across the board, and I think you should be able to know what you can and can't watch. Absolutely. You know, and again, if I said it and promoted, and somebody fell, you know, we'll apologize for that in the beginning. Yeah. But. I just think if you're going to draw the line, I think you have to do it everywhere. Yeah. Anything that supports something that's not good, mm -hmm. you shouldn't do it. So you shouldn't drive. Like right now, if you own a car made in China, should you drive it? Wow. No, I mean, think about this. Yeah. Because where does your money go? China. To support communist like, China. Everything is from China almost. That's my point. So yeah. should you buy things that support communist people in China? The communist regime. Mm-hmm. That's a question. Yeah, probably not. Well, that's what I'm saying. So but, where are you going to stop? I mean, yeah. are you going to are you going to buy? There's so many. Are you going to buy? Like that, uh, are you going to have an iPhone? Because you know what happens with your iPhone, yep. right? There's like people jumping off buildings in other countries because of the poor work conditions. Jumping off buildings over in China where because your phone of, is made. Wow. iPhones, right? People committing suicide. So that's my. Are we going to go down that road? Right. All the way. Nitpicking everything. Well, no, I'm just saying, if you're going to draw the line, that's all I've ever said. If you're going to draw, let's just draw a hard one. Yeah. Don't support China because they're communists. And we know what happens over there, right? The atrocities, you know, that are yeah. going on in China mm -hmm. right now and the things that they do and how they treat their people and the regime. And, yeah, it's sick. You know, so everything that you buy that's made in China essentially says, I agree with communist China. Yeah. So every time you go to Walmart, Jenny. <laughs> not everything in Walmart is made from China. You is just it? told me it was. Not at Walmart. Or huh? Not every. I said well, not again, everything. Tell me, do you agree or disagree? I mean, I, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. On this. I completely agree with that. I think it's. I don't think we think about that though. Like I oh, think we think about it. We you just do? choose to ignore it. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's true. I guess you could think about it and then just not. It was the same. As, this was my big theory on Christmas lights. Have you ever heard this before? No. So I was always like, I ain't putting up one Christmas. I ain't buying one Christmas light. Oh, but they're light. so pretty. And here's why. Because I read a book, and in this book was talking about, uh, this is a true story, okay. a missionary that was in China mm -hmm. and was arrested for mm -hmm. being a Christian, was put into a, a concentration camp where they had to make Christmas lights all wow. day long. And if they didn't make him fast enough, they'd come with these electric prods and shock him. And so he had like holes in his body oh from where he'd gosh. been prodded because he wasn't making Christmas lights fast enough. That is sick. Christmas lights made in China, made in 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 concentration camps, and we're buying them up yeah. like they're nothing. And you're putting them on your tree and celebrating Jesus? Exactly. That's what I was about huh? to say. How does that all go together? You see, that's where I get. Like, if we really want to go down those roads, I'll go down those roads five million miles. <laughs> because, you, again, it's back to this is what we did say on our podcast a long time ago. Right. The decisions, the intentional decisions that you make do have an effect. Mm -hmm. Right? And so indirectly or directly, 
you're right. having an effect. So if you are purchasing, if you are watching, if you are supporting, you know, because if we're going to take the line, and I think some people have, and I'd applaud them for this, don't ever have Netflix, don't mm -hmm. have Disney Plus, don't have Hulu, do it. If that's the line that you want to take, then you need to take that line and stick with it and stand on it and let it be what it is, and that's a good decision for you. Right. Other people could say, well, there are enough good things on there, mm -hmm. enough educational things on there, and that I can see that Netflix isn't all about this, and so I'm going to make a decision because of right. that to do it. But at the end of the day, that should be your, like, you should think through those decisions Absolutely. and the things that you do. But anyway. No, I completely agree with that. Like, so, I don't go on and watch documentaries or things that will trigger me with using drugs, like, because yeah. I know that that's a thing and that's just a way for the devil to creep back in. Right. Even if it's as small as that. Right. So, so shouldn't, should we be teaching be wise? Yes. Right? Be thoughtful. Yes. Yeah, right? be absolutely. Be thoughtful about those things. And absolutely. So we'll say from the round table, I guess from me, since Jenny's putting all the blame on me. So <laughs> I guess from the round table, if we promoted something that we felt like caused you to fall, we apologize. Yeah. That's not what we ever meant to do, but we're thankful for your questions. Thank you for your feedback and that we can talk through these things because they are serious things. Yeah. And they're you learning. Know? Like right. I learned a lot from hearing like what you said and why you said it. Cause we just, we all see things differently. Right. It's what usually for most people, there are certain things in your life that you are more prevalent and it's because you either have experienced it, yes. you watched it or you struggle with it. Right. Right. So your pre, your predisposition or pre disposed, mm -hmm. you know, to be like, oh, wow, this is bad because it's affected exactly. me in this way. Just like you, I can't watch a drug documentary where I would watch them and be like, that's fascinating. Right. And I think right. it's fascinating because of the business part. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, the, <laughs> you know, the yeah. business end of it all and how they make so much money yeah. on killing people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like the pharmacy right now? Not only the pharmacy. I mean, like right now, did you hear like this is local news? A thousand dollars for a pill? Is that what it is? Yes. What? I heard, I read that somebody's father was going through that. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My cousin went to um, CVS yesterday and she had witnessed two elderly, an elderly couple buying um, their medicine on two different cards, splitting it up because it was $900. Oh my gosh. Elderly people. Right. Like yeah, that so makes me so mad. No, they were talking about, so this whole Biden thing, you know, have you been watching any of the news? Sure haven't. <laughs> So anyway, so on the news, they were talking about all these things that are going wrong, like gas prices being way too high. Right. Economic, like inflation's as high as it's ever been. Yeah. You know, there's know no, that. there's no real like end in sight for all of this. And then they were talking about the border, like all these people that have been coming across the border since Trump's not in office anymore. Right. All these illegals coming in. And not only are they coming in, they're coming in with the largest amount of fentanyl ever you know, with these people that are coming across illegally. And so, again, just back to that point of, like, certain things trigger us, you know. So if you've watched somebody die of fentanyl, mm -hmm. then you're going to be like, somebody fix that problem. But if you're not around the drug world, you're going to be like, oh, you know, you're yeah. going to look at it differently. You're going to view it differently. You're not going to have as much attachment to whatever that issue right. is. Right. Yeah. So anyways, thanks for the questions, Luke or Apollo or... Apollo? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Maybe that could be his Greek that's name, a, Apollo. That's a good name, Apollo. I don't think we want to call him Zeus. No. Right? Because that makes me think of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. He loves me. No, I'm just saying, like, the temple of Zeus was, like, not a... 
Not oh, okay. Place, so right? like, he's Apollo. Yeah. So we'll just give him. That's a better Apollo. name. Who's Apollo. the guy? Or we could call him. Who's the guy that holds up the world? Um, Atlas. I think so. Yes. Atlas. Yes, Luke that would Bates make sense. is now Apollo Atlas. Apollo Atlas. Yeah, wow, he has last two name. names. No, I know. That's his last name, okay. Apollo Atlas. Yeah, what's up, A? We can't have you on our show, but we will give you a nickname. Yeah, what's up, A? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's thanks for the... That's not the meeting. Huh? I said that's not the meeting, <laughs> AA. Yeah, okay, so we had another question. We so did, we did. That. Let's do that. So what Crystal about? Rivera, a.k.a. once known as Logaman. A.k.a. once known as... Log the cafe in. barista, yes. once known as yes. a... She was way Lots back. of things. Lots, lots of things. things. Why, yeah. what else was she? About everything. She went on a mission trip with us. She did? Yeah, to Guatemala. I did not know that. Yeah. We need to do that. Go to Guatemala? Yeah. You want to? <laughs> I would go. I've been trying to go. Remember, I tried to get What's-His-Face to take me with him. Who's What's-His-Face? I'm trying to remember right David the second. David Yes. He doesn't go to Guatemala, but that's okay. But he goes, he goes to somewhere. Dominican. I'm trying to go somewhere. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Crystal yeah. wants to know. You want to go to the Soviet Union? Is that Union? where she met her husband when you guys went to Guatemala? No. Do you want to go to the Soviet Union? Yes. Right now? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you would fit into the Soviet Union. Why? You kind of look like a Slovakian woman. A Russian? <laughs> a Russian woman? Does she woman? not look like a Russian? She kind of does. I just does. need to work on my accent. <laughs> well, do somewhat of a Russian accent. I just think of baklava. <laughs> That's the food. Baklava. Okay. Do it again. No. Yes. Because you're laughing. No, I'm not. Okay. Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounded, it sounds, it sounds that sounded, super Russian. That was pretty Russian. Don't they like curl their R's or like roll their R's? I don't know. Like, like, Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Crystal wants to know what your dreams are personally and dreams for the church. Yeah. So what are your dreams personally? She's asking you. What? Yes. This is. No, she wants to know Mike. She said you. <sighs> I said this question was for you. What I know, but I thought she was writing it in for all of oh, us. Oh, no, no. She said Mike personally. What are my dreams? Because this was back when we were talking about our dreams, huh? when Jennifer was on. Jennifer was talking about her dreams? Uh-huh, yeah. Did you share yours? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yes, I did, actually. I don't know. But Crystal also said, put your dreams out there, and I'm sure you can have people who can help execute. Hmm. That's quoted from her. Yeah, so one of the dreams that I've been – processing so i i continue to try to think about like how to reach young people mm -hmm. and how to generationally connect wise people with young people and Ooh, and this whole saying. idea of like how do you put it together mm -hmm. because not only do we learn from older people but older people learn from younger people yeah. you know there's something about the innocence of faith that if you would be around those people changes things that's yeah, that why five-year-old yeah so every huh the five-year-old in five. your small group. He's not five. You said he was five. I, did I say he was five? I didn't think he was. No. I, I was hung five. on five, I'm, and I was no, so I'm impressed guessing, with this five year No, I'm guessing the kid's 12. Oh. Still, that's, okay, that's 12 It's still old. impressive. I know, but I was thinking five. So when I used to take uh, mission trips or any trip with uh, my youth group, mm -hmm. you know, over in Adams County, so there's 60, 70 kids in the youth group. And so when we take them on trips, wow. we needed volunteers. And so I would always pick guys or mm -hmm. families that essentially were weren't saved and or oh. they were um on the borderline yeah and the whole idea was like telling you spend a week with these kids that yeah. are on fire for jesus yeah. and your life will change and i'll never forget it we're sitting there i've been praying for this guy forever invited him on the trip and we're at an acquire the fire event so mm -hmm. this was in the silver dome just to dates me. I don't think the silver dome exists anymore. But anyway, so we're back there, 60,000 people Wow! for this Acquire the Fire event. And so we're going through this whole thing. 
And at the end, he's like, you know, the normal altar call, which is close your head and bow, you know, close your eyes and bow yeah. your head and say this prayer. He's like, I don't want that. If you guys want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to stand up right now in your seat and scream at the top of your lungs. I want Jesus. Oh, that's cool. And so all of a sudden we're sitting there. I mean, again, think about this, 60,000 people, so it's completely silent. And then you hear up in the one corner, I want Jesus. And then it just starts echoing, more people, more people, Oh, my gosh, you're giving me goosebumps. And pretty soon I look down the row, and here's this guy stands up, I want Jesus. The one you never thought. Yeah, with tears in his eyes. Oh, my gosh. So this has always been my dream. Like, my dream and belief is, is that if you can connect these two things together, like if you can see the innocence of young people's faith yeah. and just there. Cause again, they believe anything. Yeah. Like they haven't been corrupted anymore. Yeah. Right. Like they're like, I believe if you say God can do, I'm going to do yeah. it. So I've been dreaming about ways to do that. And, you know, we've tossed around these ideas of an adventure ministry, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to uh, take kids fishing, take kids hunting, take kids whitewater rafting, just go camping, like things that we can, you know, go to Colorado and go on, you know, hiking and hike and stay in tents up mm-hmm. in the mountains where, again, there's something about getting people outside of their environment yeah. and spending time with other people, right? Mm-hmm. Adults and kids together that does something special. So yeah. I'm dreaming about that and praying about it. We just haven't got it off the ground yet, you know, and we've Man, had, I want to be a part of that little things happen. Adventure. Yeah. Do the adventure ministry. Yes. Cause I just think again, how some of the biggest conversations I've ever had about Jesus happened around a campfire. Yeah. Right. Or happened out in the woods. Yeah. Or, you just, you're able to get deep. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're able to say things that you wouldn't normally yeah. be able to say yeah. or do. And so again, I want to be able to do that. So I'm dreaming, praying for that. I still, again, would love the idea to go back to what uh, Jim Nunley used to do here called Building Bridges. What's that? You know, so he used to have a horse camp twice a year. Oh. And so we used to take kids from the city here uh-huh. at the church. And in Huntington? Take him, yeah. And then we'd take them out to this place where they would ride horses and then kids from the college would come That's and cool. kind of be their mentors and they learn to ride a horse and they would and again there's just this something happens mm-hmm. you know when you're out there and you're around animals and you build relationship yes. and so it was like building the bridges you know the you That's know, cool. I get the between name. them and animals or them yeah. and Jesus and kind of putting it all together so mm-hmm. I'd love to see that happen again because I do think there's something special that can that happen around horseback riding you know in, oh I love horseback riding yeah so that's some of my personal, you know, dreams. Mm-hmm. And then from the church standpoint, I mean, I don't have a specific dream. Like I have a, a, a general dream and it is this, is that people will continue to dream and that life church will help them fulfill their dream. Yeah. Like that's the big thing for mm-hmm. me. Like I want to spend the rest of my life teaching people to believe that the God who spoke the world into existence can also use you to change the world. Yeah. Right. And so I want to just see people that get that fire, you know, in their belly and just say, like, this is what I believe. And Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be out there and and Life Church come along and say, okay, we can help you do that. Like, so the big thing for me in Life Church is to be able to see those things happen. So whatever we can do to trigger people's imagination, their dreams, their passions, and just this belief that, you know, because I think to a certain extent, churches just become boring. Mm hmm. Come to church, sing some songs, right. walk away. I mean, I'm like, gosh, this is the God of the universe, spoke mm-hmm. it into existence, wants to use you to change the world. Like, don't put a filter on it. Yeah. Right? Let it be what it's going to be and let God change, mm-hmm. you know, anything. So, anyway. we have, we've definitely put a filter on it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And why? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. 
Why do you think people stop dreaming? I don't know. Are you a dreamer? Yes. We go over this every time. Okay, we we'll talk say about it dreams. again. Huh? Say, I'll say I it am again. a dreamer. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you accomplish many of them? No. Why not? Um, I guess, I don't know, I guess because I have so many that I don't really, I'm not very good at like pinpointing the one and working on it. Right. So that's what Life Church is here to help you with. Yeah. So that's where we're saying, first, open your imagination. Second, let us help you take a dream and make it reality. Like we can help you put goals together. We can help you put strategies together. Cause I think you're just like most people. Oh yeah. Most people are like, yeah, I have a dream, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to do something, but I don't have any idea how to do it or right, I have 10,000 of them. It. Which one do I pick? Yep. Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's move on. So let's talk move about it's Easter Sunday oh coming up. Easter Sunday. Easter. Yeah. We're back on Easter. We yeah, are. Easter Sunday's coming up. So we've been talking about this whole idea of how do you prep for the week, mm-hmm. right? So how should you be get ready for the week? So let's talk a little bit about like if you could, or maybe you have a thing. Like, what do you do, Jenny? To, what, for Easter week? Yeah, to get ready for Easter Sunday. Like, do you, or do you do the Lent thing? No. Hmm? No, don't? I've never done the Lent. I've never really done anything to get ready for Easter. Okay. It just comes. So Should you be doing something to get ready for Easter? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, well, let's talk about why. Why is it good to get prepared for Easter? I think it's good to be prepared because it gets you in the mindset. Okay. And that's why I love Journey for the Cross is because it's actually forcing you to sit down and learn what actually happened. Because I don't, like I said before, I don't think we're actually thinking about that. Well, you brought up a question before we started the podcast. Of like, yeah. So if you really sit on it, like if you go through it, this is the one thing we did in Starting Point mm-hmm. two weeks ago. So I said, here's what I want you to see for just a second. Don't gloss over the beating. Right. Yeah. So let's make sure that we that we completely understand this, because exactly. this is the part that I think people just gloss over when it comes to Easter. And they mm-hmm. want to jump right to the boys well, resurrected, resurrected from the dead. Yeah. And he's walking around and send to the right hand of the father. and Let's all clap and celebrate. Mm-hmm. But like, let's really think about the suffering, like the crown of thorns. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the crown of thorns? Yeah. Actually made and why they made it that way. So the crown of thorns was made and. If you're listening, you know, you're just going to have to come and watch because I can't explain it any other way. (laughs) But the thorns are pointed down on the bottom, and the thorns at the top are like this. And Mm -hmm. the idea was, you know how they said they hit him on top of the head? Yeah, wasn't it to get down? The purpose was so that it gets over the crown of your head so that every time that you walk, those thorns gouge into your head. It was a specific thing. So it would go down into your face, Mm -hmm. and once it made it over the crown of your head, the thorns are stuck there. So every time you walk, that crown is going to want to move up. And the only way it can move up is to dig into your skull. Right. And so they specifically that suffering, just that yeah. alone. Think about that. No. If you had that crown on your head, somebody beat it down over the crown of your head. And every time that you moved a muscle that you, those thorns are going to continue to dig in your head or dig in your face. Yeah. Right. Like that's part of the suffering and, or go to the place. Like I was telling our, our, uh, starting point group this Mm -hmm. so one easter i did this with our kids and youth over at adams county so i got a a pig flesh and i I built a cat of nine tails so i built a cat of nine tails just like what jesus was whipped with yeah and uh had him whip the flesh of a pig so that you could see the devastation that happens to skin and flesh when it does it because i wanted them to understand this wasn't like you're getting a whooping with the belt right right the cat of nine tails was made to dig in and then they didn't just pull it out they 
they pulled back, which would rip the skin. Yeah. And it would rip like gouges in you. So, and it would say that people that were hit with the cat of nine tails, there were times their organs would just fall out. Right. Because the Ugh. gashes were so bad or like when he was hit on the back, yeah, you know, you would, you would be able to see his bone. Right. When he was beaten that way, you know, and and then what I had him do is so now and I built a cross just oh like the cross. I bet they'll never forget that. that just like what he would have carried because yeah. he just had to carry the top half of the cross, not the whole cross. Mm-hmm. And so I had him carry the top half it's of heavy. the cross. Yeah, well, it's way heavy. And think about this. Not only way heavy. Yeah. But now you have bone yeah. sticking out on your oh. back. So you're carrying a splintered Agreed. like a railroad post splinters on it with an open back with splinters going in it as you walk with a crown of thorns on your head. Yeah. You know, and, and again, then talk about crucifixion. It was the worst way to die. Do you know yeah. why? Do you know why it was the worst way to die? I mean, it just sounds bad because it was suffocation. So the way you die in crucifixion is to suffocate to death. Okay. So when they put you on the cross, they spread your arms right. out, you know, as far as they can. Mm-hmm. And then you notice how you see on the cross, how they bend their yeah. legs yeah. and they put the, between yeah while your legs are bent and here's the reason the only way for you to breathe is to press your body up to get air in your lungs so you have to press on that one yeah spike going through your feet to push your body up and the pain just got so great that people would pass out Mm -hmm. or they're so weak that they would suffocate so you wouldn't die other than of suffocation that's why when you saw them at the end they broke the legs of the people next to him mm-hmm. because it was a quick way for him to die because they couldn't push up anymore yeah and they would just suffocate right so i say like part of sitting in this is this isn't just a jesus died on a cross right like, suffering and you brought this up like why did he have to die such a brutal death mm-hmm. right like that's one of the questions that you brought up and yeah. you think other people have that same oh, question yeah. of absolutely that, that brutality and and so you said you did some research or I some did. thoughts so tell me what you did you come away with anything? I mean, I did. The most part that I came away with was not the fact of it being brutal. I didn't really research that. But the fact of why he died was for our sins. But I still, from everything that I read, it was just kind of like, it wasn't like getting into what I really needed to understand. Yeah, and what is it that you would really want to understand? Or what do you think that our audience, because I don't think you're the only person that no. sits there and thinks... Yeah, why did it have to happen this way? Right. Why so brutal? Mm-hmm. Why the death on the cross? Like, why Why would God do it that way? Isn't there a better way? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so is that the question you wanted to answer? Yeah, that, that and just why did it even have to happen at all? Why did he have to die at yeah. all? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So did you get, again, no. in your research you came up with nothing? No, because it was all just, it basically said the same thing, but it wasn't really answering my question right of understanding it right like i can read why but i still don't understand why does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i know why he had to do it i just don't get why that had to happen for us and again just for the death part of it, right because sin's still in the world so to me i would have thought that it would have been taken away right right but you but you would know i mean do you want me to explain it yeah for the audience and everybody yeah yeah so again if you go back to the beginning so clear back to adam and eve like this was a really important that's where i got started i didn't because oh my gosh that's where i got started because i was like 
Well, where did black people come from? Hey, you know what? I'm about ready to get up and dance because I hear the. I know, I hear it too, and I'm really trying. And not I'm to about ready to get up and start. This is a good song. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, I know. I'm getting ready to get up and belt it <laughs> oh here just gosh. in a second. So, okay, it stopped did, immediately. Okay, what did you say that. about where did black people come from? Yeah, because then I got because I was like, oh my. Okay, gosh. now wait a second. You started, but I know now. How do you know? In it was inbreeding, inbreeding, whatever the heck it is. No. Yes, it was. No. Yeah, scientifically, because it made sense. Okay, then no. how was it? How how was it in breeding? Because in Adam breeding? and Eve were the only people on earth. Right. So they had to make babies. Right. And then How do you know that face? God just didn't put other people on the earth? I guess I don't. I was, yeah, what I was, see, Google is not always correct. Well, no, think about this, because here's what I would say. Mm -hmm. This is what I think makes the most sense, because we know adaptation is true, right? Right. So we know that if, like for me. Mm -hmm. If I would stay somewhere where there was sun, there's for sure I'm a different color than yes. I am if I'm seeing clearly. Is that true? Yes. Right. So at the Tower of Babel. Okay. Right. So we know about one of the most confusing things is language and color. Right. Where did all the languages come from and where did color come language. from? Language. Right. So Tower of Babel. Okay. Right? So the Tower of Babel, they were trying to build a tower to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Came down and said, you're not going to build a tower. I'm going to spread I'm going to confuse your languages, so give you a bunch of language, and okay. I'm going to spread you out all over the earth. Where is this at in the Bible? Huh? The Where's... Tower of Babel, Genesis. Okay. Right? So the point just was, is we know, regardless if everybody had a certain skin color, mm -hmm. we would know from an adaptation standpoint, wherever they ended up, they would essentially adapt and become that color. Right? Okay. That the more sun, right. the closer you are, the darker you are. Yes. Right? That makes like sense. That's, that, that, I think, the best way to... Describe it from a thing that makes sense and the different languages because he spread them all out and he confused their language. So weird at all. Like, because the way that I read it from the color thing, it made sense to me from the scientifically, but I think people just feel like they need an answer and or they need something to pinpoint, like, well, why did this happen? Right. So well, it's I just easy. think logically, if we look in scripture, I think that's one of the things that helps us at least look at it from a scriptural standpoint. Right. Either way, so if you go back to Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve sinned, the one thing that, that God did for them before mm -hmm. they left the garden was kill an animal, right? That's okay. what he did. An animal had never been killed. Yeah. Blood had never been shed on the earth. Right. Ever. Until Adam and Eve sinned, he killed an animal, took the clothes, covered their body with the animal, which was this foreshadowing of this understanding. Every time that there is oh. sin... Every time that there is sin, he said this from the beginning, every time that there is sin, something has to die. Blood has yeah. to be shed, right? So he set that precedence from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Every time that there's going to be sin, something had to die. And that death of an innocent animal, the loincloths or the coverings that he made or clothes he made was this idea that because of that, somebody died, it now covered Adam and Eve, your sin. Right? So from the beginning, okay. he set this precedence throughout all of the Old Testament that would say... If you sin, something has to die. And mm -hmm. it's never going to be you. Like, that was the point. If you've sinned, the forgiveness of your sin happens because blood is shed from something else. Right? So that's the whole... That's why they celebrated Passover. Mm -hmm. Right? So they celebrated yeah. Passover because there was a lamb that had to be killed for the sins of your family. And they, there was a reminder of clear back into when the, when the death angel was... You know, when they were coming out of, you know, an exodus in Egypt, yeah. you know, a death angel was coming to kill all the firstborn. But if you had blood over your doorpost, mm -hmm. the death angel passed you, not because you were good, but because blood covered you. Something died okay, to you. cover you. And as long as you were under the covering, 
you weren't going to die. But it's still something had to shed blood. Okay, so that was going on before Jesus came. Yeah, so and, all of okay, those okay. so all of those things were happening. And so that that's why this reference to Jesus as the last sacrificial lamb would have made complete sense to all the Jewish people because the Jews have been sacrificing lambs, blood okay. for sin. So the reason Jesus had yeah. to die is because for the sin, something has to die and blood has to be shed. Right. And I think it was interesting what you said this morning about how they had seen the lamb oh, be yeah. sacrificed. So then when they were sitting in the Last Supper, that was interesting what you yeah, like said. Yeah, like for Passover, this is an interesting thing. Like one of the facts of the Jewish Passover was mm-hmm. it wasn't just to go out and get one of those crappy lambs that you thought was going to die and then you kill it and we're thankful to get rid of that right. sucker. This was like you went out and you picked a perfect one, then you brought it in your house and it had to be your pet. Mm. It did? Yeah. Had to be your pet for four days. In the oh, house. You feed gosh. it, take care of it. The kids had to take care of it. Then they took the lamb with the family and killed it. Right? That'd be like killing your dog. What's your dog's name? Grayson. Yeah. That'd be like taking Grayson and say, because of Jenny's sins, we're going to whack his head off. Yeah, how, he'd how? be mutilated for my <laughs> sins. <laughs> so no, but many. think about that. How would that make you feel? Terrible. Right, like heartbroken. Awful, yeah. yeah. like why did the dog have Sick. to die because yes. of me? Like I didn't, like he didn't do anything. Right. She would have been heartbroken. I would right? be mad. Now, translate it into Jesus is sitting in the upper room. They're mm-hmm. celebrating Passover, right? This whole idea that a lamb they knew had to die. And, and now that's what Jesus, they think, yeah, and right? now, Yeah, and that's what they believe in. And now Jesus is saying, okay, I spent three with, years with you and you love me. Like they did. They loved each other deeply. Right. And he says, I will now be the Passover lamb. I will now be the final sacrificial lamb and my body will be broken for you and my blood will be shed for you. And this was, this is what they knew. Like they knew what happened to the lamb and they're sitting there thinking like, this is going to happen to Jesus, the one that we love and whose fault is it? Theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Theirs. Yeah. They knew that Jesus, their rabbi. So imagine the emotions, Mm -hmm. right. Of looking across from somebody knowing that's like saying, I couldn't even imagine. That's like, we're sitting in a room and somebody walks in here and says, you know, because Jenny was in Decatur and drove a car (laughs) off of stone road and ended up in this place where Mike, we're taking you to death row. Yeah. And I'm sitting here saying, Jenny, it's okay. I'll go ahead and get killed for you. That'd be terrible. Like, how would you feel? Awful. That's my point though. Like, we run, we just miss that piece of the whole like yeah. emotional piece that was going on, mm-hmm. right? And we just miss this whole like, and the, the brutality, this is the thing that I don't think we want to talk about, but this is true. Right. The brutality was because it was a view of how much God hates sin. If you don't know how much God hates sin, look at what happened to his son. Interesting. Right? Like, look at it. This yeah. wasn't just a, I will put him on a cross and he'll just go unconscious and die. Right. The wrath of God mm-hmm. shown through Roman soldiers, beaten beyond human recognition, nailed to a cross and died a brutal death. Why? Because God hates sin, right? And he wanted the, the world to know two things. He hates sin and he wanted everybody to know no one, I don't care what your story is, no mm-hmm. one will suffer like Jesus. No one. That's really beautiful, though, when you, like, really understand it. Right. Like, nobody's going to suffer like Jesus. Yeah. Right? Nobody's going to... Nobody can say, oh, well, Jesus doesn't know how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, Seriously? Like, really? Yeah. Come on. You know? And, and that, that concept, and I think that's what's so important of leading up into Easter Sunday. If you're not going to sit on that for a second, or sit on this fact, in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. 
he's sitting there at a place where he's saying, and he knows he can do this, right? Think about this. He right. knows that he could get out of it. Yeah. He knows at any moment he could call down a legion of angels and be done. Mm-hmm. Over. Ask God, I don't want to do it. Yeah, he's I don't questioning. Do Stress to the point where medically proven, like if you get too, so stressed out, you will sweat drops of blood. This is Jesus, right? Sweating drops of blood because he's so stressed out. Like this is a medical condition that will actually happen. Wow. If you get stressed to that point in your life, your pores will sweat blood instead of liquid. That's so interesting. And that's what he was doing. Like that's how stressed out. Yeah. That's how human he knew everything that was come. Mm-hmm. So what motivates a man? Think about this. Yeah. What motivates a man to walk into the most brutal death that you could ever have? Mm-hmm. What motivates him? You would do that for your children, though. That's And so would everybody it, listening. You do it because of love. Yeah. Right? And that's the whole crazy thing about Christianity that I'll never understand. That Jesus Christ love, what he did for you, and the sacrifice that he made, and you're telling me you can't reciprocate any love just by giving him some time? Yeah. You can't just show up on Sunday morning. You can't open your Bible. You can't have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that weird? Yes. Like, how? <sighs> it is, but I, I get it. Like, I get it, but I also, I, like, I see both sides of it. Okay. Because What's I've been on side? both sides. Meaning, well, we've all been on both sides. Right. I'm saying once you profess your faith, yeah. Not before. We've all been on the other side. Once you profess your faith, why is it so hard to reciprocate love when he paid the ultimate sacrifice? Why is that so difficult? I don't think a lot of us know love. True really? love. Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. So because we don't really understand what love is. Right. That we can't like reciprocate that back. Why do you think people don't understand real love? They've never I've, experienced it? Yeah. I mean, growing up, you know, sin maybe like happen to their family. They don't know how the parents don't know how to love, so they can't give them what they don't have. Hmm. I mean, it's generationally happening everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. And so you're saying that for those people, there's this, that they don't have the capacity. Yeah. So like, even if you grew up, like for example, me. Okay. So I grew up in a very loving home. Mm -hmm. My family was super loving, Mm -hmm. But ever since going through addiction and mm-hmm. just being out there for so long in an unloving world, mm. being with unloving men, you know, mm-hmm. just everybody that doesn't care about you, it's easy to lose sight of what love really means. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, like, even now I'm still working through that. And what do you think helps you get through that? So let's talk to our audience for a mm-hmm. second. Because, again, so if we're helping our audience work through this, right, mm-hmm. and how do we how do we get to this place what, what from a transformative standpoint? Because right. that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Like, we're trying to sit in these moments where we can really be transformed. Mm-hmm. Because here's what we do believe. We do believe that God can transform a heart Absolutely. that's never been loved into mm-hmm. one that can be loved. Yeah. Right? Or a heart that has a hard shell can be opened up again. What does it take, do you think, Jenny, for mm-hmm. all of us to go? Because it's not, this is the other thing that I have learned. Um, it is and it does take time. Like, oh, this yeah. isn't just... I wish it was just like some people are like that, you know, like I just wish it could go like that. Yeah. And, you know, that it would never that it would just automatically come. It we know a it's lot a of journey, time. right? We know it's a journey. Yeah. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Right. So what can we do this week? Like, what would you recommend to people this week that are struggling through one? Let, let's just 
give this. We'll, we're getting close to the end. So let's, let's talk about this. Okay. If you were going to recommend somebody that's just used to coming to Easter Sunday mm-hmm. and going home and on a scavenger hunt for their stupid Easter <laughs> basket, right? Right. Like, if that's like all most their, people. If, that, if that's what they're used to yeah. doing. But there's so much more to it, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you were somebody out there that's listening and or watching and they're at this point where it's like, you know, I come, you know, on Easter because I get invited. Right. But I don't know. I've never really thought through the process. Or you're somebody that, again, just shows up and it's kind of nonchalant. You don't even go on a scavenger hunt for an Easter basket. You just come. and Right. If you want to experience Easter in the right way, mm-hmm. like if you want to understand it in the right way, what would you recommend from a journey standpoint this week and maybe continuing on yeah. from that? Like I what think, would you recommend for them to do? Oh, I think it's hard to not understand things if you don't actually like get yourself in it. So reading the Bible and spending time with people that are like-minded that really know the word and can explain it. And this may sound dumb, but a good like visualization of it is to watch the movie. Um, what is that? Christ, Hmm? the movie, the really intense one. It was like, Yes, passion. Oh, yeah, passion. Yeah, like they warned people not, like if they couldn't, if they're sensitive, not to watch it. But I think that gives a good visualization of it when you are, like, hearing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so this is why I think it's so cool that they put Journey to the Cross together. Uh Because part of Journey to the Cross, just like it was for Lament. Exactly like like it, yeah. I mean, if you went through our Lament stuff here, Mm -hmm. it here's what it forces you to do. Take a second, take a break, and think about it. Yeah. Right? This isn't just to come in and check something off a list. It's to sit in the moment. Yeah. Right? Sit in the moment that led to the cross. Mm -hmm. Right? Come to Good Friday and sit in the moment of desperation and feel why this happened because of you. Right. right? And how this happened. Like, I'm saying there are tools out there. Mm -hmm. So Life Church is providing some tools for you to be able to do that. And so that is the, you know, to be able to go on the journey to the cross. And if you've not done that, I would recommend it because I wasn't going to go through the lament because I was like, I'm tired of lamenting. Yeah. You know, but yeah. there's, there's something powerful about taking time, yes. you know, to sit and to think and to process. Yeah. And it's a really good space to do that in. Yeah. And be able to get into those moments or come to, you know, a Good Friday service. And then yeah. let's talk about this. So that's a preparation. We come to Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. We celebrate, right? Yeah. And what are we celebrating? We are celebrating him coming back. Yeah, the resurrection. Right? So we like, don't have to. Yeah, so well, now I know we don't have to kill any more lambs, right? <laughs> yeah, because, right. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to kill any more lambs. Yeah. And so essentially he's raised from the dead, right? Which and is amazing. here's what's interesting. So he's raised from the dead, and he comes back and shows himself mm-hmm. to people. He doesn't just go right to heaven. Why do you think he showed himself to people? I think to prove to, well, one, probably the people that did it to him. Okay. Don't you think? Like, hey, I'm here, and it's real, and... Mm-hmm. And I think to let the people know that he, like when he was telling him that he was dying, like to let him know that things are going to be okay. Yeah. And, and think about this. So if somebody died and they came back and showed up. Yeah. That would be insane. Well, I mean, this is for me. Like, what would I ever fear? I mean, he died and you're going to see him and, again. Yeah. I like I, he's full body. Everything's going on. I'm going to live forever. Why would I fear death? Mm-hmm. Right. Because do you fear death? Uh, not as much as I used to. Do you some? Mm, not really. No? I mean, just about... Do you about... think people fear death? Oh, absolutely. Nick, do you fear death? A little bit. Yeah. Why do you think people fear death? Um, I think it's because they love the world. Really? Yeah. That they're for... afraid of what they'll leave behind. Yeah, or mm. to me, or like 
what I used to be afraid of was I didn't know where I was going to go. Oh, so I didn't okay. know if I was going to go to hell. Or so the uncertainty of eternity. Yeah. And that yeah. even was when I was really young yeah. and like, I did believe like hardcore. Right. Right. But there was the uncertainty went there. So anyway, so he came yeah. back, but then when he came back, he gave a message and like, this is what we want to focus on. And this is what we're going to leave people with. And this is why you should come Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why you should come. You should first of all, participate in everything, whatever yeah. your church is, Go to whatever your church, but if you're going to come to life, this is what you need to recognize. Yeah. He came back, and this is what he said to him. You are going to have a power. When I ascend to the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to live inside of you, and you are going to have power to do the things that I did and more on this earth. Essentially, I'm giving you something to do more than I could ever do on this earth. Right. Like, you have power. And so what we're going to talk about on that Sunday is, what does it mean to truly live a resurrected life? Mm-hmm. What is the power of the resurrection? What does it mean to you? Does it mean you're just going to go to heaven? Or does Jenny now have something living inside of her, the power given to her through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. to do something to transform the entire world? Is that truly a resurrected life? Right? And I just wonder, how many yeah. people believe that? Or how many people come in and say, like, yes, the resurrection, and they just go back to Monday of, like, yeah. oh, life has a hold on me, and I can't get over, and I can't do, and right. I can't overcome, and I can't. I'm like, Jesus Christ is living in you through the Holy Spirit. And he said mm-hmm. he gave you the power to do more than he ever did on this earth, which he made blind people see, mute people speak, deaf people hear, yeah. raise people from the dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, cast out demons. Like he said, he did all those. And he said, Jenny, you're going to do the same. Uh, you're I know, it's do wild. The- no, I know. But that's the point. Yeah. So when we walk away from Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. we should go to Resurrection Monday and yes. Tuesday and Wednesday yes. and Thursday. And your life should be a resurrected, powerful life. Mm-hmm. And people should know Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. And I can see it in Jenny. And I can see it in Nick, and I can see it in Mike. And that's what we're going to be talking about, right, is how is it that we can have a resurrected Monday, not just a resurrected Sunday. Ooh, I like that. Right? Like, that's that's what we're trying to get done. Like, we need... Yeah, it's true. It's a resurrected life. Don't let Satan convince you. That it's only Easter. Yeah, and that you don't have the power to overcome. You are an overcomer. You're here to change the world. Satan convinces us, come and celebrate... And you're going to get yours someday, right? Like, he can't convince us that we're not going to heaven. Right. right? Like, you're going to come to Easter Sunday, and you're going to be super excited that you get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But I want you to be super excited that you can change the world. Yeah. Heaven's coming. That's what we've lost. Whenever, you know? Yeah. I mean, heaven can be whatever. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I want to change the world. I want to live a resurrected life. I want to do just what... I want to believe this. And the we... Yeah. I want to believe that... Whatever he did on this earth that I can do. I want to believe that I have the power to do more than he did on this earth. And yeah. I want to live in that way mm-hmm. and do those things. So any parting words cool. for our audience? No, I agree, though. Like when you had asked me earlier if I would go up to Nick, if he became mute, if I would <laughs> be able to walk up to him confidently and be able to pray for it to be out. And I had said, I would like to think I would or I don't know. And that's so true. I think we get so hyped up on the we're going to heaven and me, me, me. And then to think about changing the world is, I don't know. I think when you've gotten into sin, it just, it goes away complete, like not completely, yeah. but a little bit after a little bit. So like, I believe, but I'm trying to get to the point of where like my faith is like a hundred. Yeah. No, I mean, because the greatest, the greatest tool of Satan is distraction. Yeah. 
Right. And so if he can keep, he can't take your salvation, but he can distract you from your mission. Right. And the greatest and easiest way to distract every human being is selfishness. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's our nature. Yeah. Our nature is to be selfish. I think resurrected life means this, like my, I'm only here for one reason and one reason only Mm -hmm. for you, for Nick, for this church, for the people around me. That's why I'm here. And I'm supposed to be used by him to exhibit his power, right? Right. His power through me so that can people be like, that's God, like that's God, that's God, that's God. Those things can't be done by any mm-hmm. person that isn't living a resurrected, powerful right. life. And that that's where we want to be. And I yeah. hope that people will come on Sunday morning and experience that. I hope you'll come all week. Like I, I hope that people will come and be a part of Journey of the yeah. Cross. I hope you'll be here on Good Friday. It's just be life changing. And I hope you'll come not just to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, but to celebrate a resurrected, powerful life that's right. going to carry on till Monday. Yeah. And that God's going to use us in amazing ways to change the world. Yeah. Okay. Any parting words? Nope. Any great I just, words I of wisdom? I really hope you come. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everybody, for joining us here on our podcast. Again, don't forget, uh, as Jenny puts stuff out during the week on social media, don't forget to share it. We'd love yeah. this to get to other people, be able to have an impact on other people's lives. We'd love uh, for you to go on and watch us on YouTube. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, we want to make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget, you want to be a part of our texting group. Uh, yes. So we have a number that you can be texting. That number is 260-408-8383. It's been a while since I've said that. (laughs) And again, just a reminder, we want you on there for lots of different reasons. One is Jenny and Nick are going to send you out like these are going to be the guests. We're going to be talking about. We love questions because Mm -hmm. they think questions make what we're doing so interesting. So don't forget to be a part of that. The other thing that helps us is that if you subscribe to our YouTube, that can help, you know. Get it out uh, there. Yeah. To, to be able to do it and when you comment we love when yes. you comment on our youtube you know we will follow up with you on those comments and we love to be able to to interact with you because that's the part that we want to be able to do on this podcast and we think that can just make that special yeah. so again thanks for joining us and we look forward to talking to you guys next week bye <laughs>